You're listening to the Racking Focus Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Racking Focus Podcast. I'm Josiah Blizzard. And I'm John Doyle. And we uh, are sitting in our uh, home studio tonight because uh, we watched Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And we watched it uh, through a streaming service. And so, Kind uh, of. Yeah, so we... <laughs> it It's not streaming yet, but a friend of a friend had access to the screener i guess so anyway we watched this at home so there was a screener that went out we had access to the screener not gonna say who it is or who has who gave us that access just to avoid them being in trouble but um (laughs) yeah i mean i i wish we saw this in theaters because i think that the screener may have been upscaled from a dvd to 1080 and so you could see that the quality was not that great right. on the well, screen. When we were, were struggling, when especially when things got dark. I was searching online to see if this was anywhere on iTunes because, I mean, maybe we were, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes into the movie yeah. and I was like, it's already really pretty and I think I'm going to like the movie a lot. So I'm if, it's, if it was downloadable somewhere or uh, purchasable on iTunes, I was just going to do it. And it wasn't, unfortunately. So we'll uh, we'll but, revisit this again, I'm sure. Yeah, we can do our rating at the end of. Uh, yeah, I think we we do this, and then maybe what we do is we come back and patch on a yeah. second piece to this. For those of you who are listening, at this spoiler filled piece, spoiler you filled. may get a new pop, and it will just have a time when the information drops from us having seen did we a full range. Did we version. see the name of the movie that we watched? No. Uh, well, we saw a portrait of no, I did. a lady on fire. Did you say I that? Did I did. I can't remember if you did or not. That's my job. I did. It's say such it. a long title that it maybe just sounded like you were saying a sentence rather than. <laughs> a... <laughs> and you were thinking about how we were going to get around the fact you knew where I was headed and going to say we watched that's, it at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's true. Um, I will say that this is a movie that I need to watch a second time to fully understand everything that happened and all the symbolism and metaphors and what you know what I mean. Like there was a lot of things that related to something else later on in the movie or there right. was some it's kind of quite symbolism. Rich, or right? Yeah, it's very quite, much it's so. It's quite rich. Um, so, I mean, I took some notes, but it's definitely not like a, uh, I don't know, like a framework of what to talk about. Yeah, but, well, you know, um, you know I f- the first note that I took was that I found myself like studying the features of the actresses as she was painting like and that's not something I normally do in movies because I'm not drawn to like picking out facial structure and how your eyebrow is lifted more than the other or what your pupils are doing or like that slight cock of your head you know what I mean like as she's painting and trying to figure out like what this woman looks like from her memory I'm watching her and I am trying to read her emotions, but I'm reading it differently mm-hmm. than I would if I was just watching any other movie. Yeah, I found myself really examining their features mm-hmm. and the intent behind those features really closely. Yeah. Uh, you know, they have they have quite different features and I found myself really engaged by the sharpness of her nose. Very different the features. The height of her forehead. Yeah. The softness or the height of Marianne's forehead. Um, yeah, and the uh, eye, the dark eyebrows of Heloise's skin, and yeah, absolutely or, or, or dark eyebrows, yeah, of Eloise, and like the softness the, of her nose. They were very contrasting faces, but both like very uh, photogenic faces. I'm gonna say, you know what I mean? Like I, they I they do. pop on camera, mm-hmm. right? Like they get your 
they really uh, they're grab quite your classic you yeah, know and yeah, yeah. i mean costuming classic and unique help. yes you know, exactly well, i mean yeah. sort of classic in that style of there's a formality to it there was not a real casualness right. to their right. their faces and the costumes helped us see lines in the neck and and i agree with you i I, yeah. I was looking at all of that yeah and the movie definitely took its time um with the shots that they were choosing like mm -hmm. i i found myself thinking about how like the editing is actually really strong in this movie because they wouldn't cut away and they would just stay on a shot and then they would it would just be like a bounce back and forth like shot reverse shot sort of thing and it was just it was just really powerfully done but then there's scenes where it's just a single take like I think of them le towards the end of the film telling each other the whole uh, don't regret remember and right. it's just a two shot from above with yeah, them on absolutely. the bed facing each other and I think it was powerful just seeing them in that two shot rather than cutting to over the shoulders or something like that and uh, you know just remaining on that wider shot and seeing the two of them together um, so often I yeah. felt like I was I mean, when we talk about composition, when we're talking about composition of a shot and blocking, mm -hmm. this movie felt so strongly of composition, and those yeah. shots were felt very composed. Yeah, and, and you know, we saw uh, Marianne do things like rush fabric or whatever was right. happening, and then we saw the image of them laying on the bed together or whatever it might be, where we were yeah. watching them in fabric that actually was sort of that had been done to i mean everything right. was crafted yeah. around their bodies well and you have a movie that's about painting and, and composition and color and uh, facial expression and the way like you're sitting like your pose and all that stuff absolutely and, like, everything i you know not not to the extent of like hey not like put don't put your arm here like this instead put it like this it felt more the movie felt more freeing than yeah absolutely forcing them into a pose but it's still you could feel the hand of the director on all the blocking, all of the camera shots, like all of that, and the composition was really strong. And one of the, you know, things I thought about was like every frame in this really kind of does feel like it's a painting, like it's painted, or it's like the from the colors to the the blocking and the composition and like all of that. Right, the arch of the back, the yeah. relationship of our actors to environment. Yeah. And I also think lighting, the lighting, yeah, I was going to say, and and depth of focus and where the focus lies, oh, yeah, and how yeah. these actors really pop out from backgrounds that are that have that sense of the blended, either because they were dark or because they were of a tone of color, yeah, or they were flat-ish spaces. We were not working with complex, detailed backgrounds, right? And as a result, the actors all pop out, yeah in the way one pops out from a portrait, right? right? Because right. the idea of the portrait is that figure and what they have on their person as opposed to the place that they are. Yeah, one of my favorite shots was, or and one of the shots that I found most beautiful was when the three of them were in the kitchen at and the table was in the front, you know, in front of them in the foreground. And she's chopping the potatoes, uh, always chopping the potatoes and Sophie's, I think reading I think, or something. And I, I think she might have been actually chopping mushrooms. Mushrooms? They okay. were terrifyingly large mushrooms, <laughs> which is what I noticed. But yeah, that, that moment. You know, loved it. And like it was a 15, 20 second shot that was uncut and no dialogue. It was just them and like their relationship. And I want to talk about relationship for a little bit because they, I mean, this whole movie goes from 
not knowing they don't know each other mm-hmm. at all and she's a little bit standoffish in the beginning eloise right of absolutely like not even i mean she scared the other painter off doesn't want to post distant and covered right covered covered visually covered um and it it it, it's very um at first like superficial right like she wants to doesn't care about getting to know her necessarily she just needs to look at her a lot right um which a lot of the times is how like a relationship might start. You don't know somebody, you're just looking at them. Right, absolutely. You know, when you when you first interested in an, uh, in a love interest or something, then you're just you're interested out of lust over who they actually are. Yeah. And then it forms from there. And I mean, the one shot that really sticks out was walking up the stairs behind Eloise, and like you're just the camera's just like focused on her ear when she's talking about the color of the ear and the dark center and the translucent yeah exactly and like she's you can tell like i mean she's really observing her yeah um and i loved that because it happens throughout the whole movie that she's just observing her and the more she observes the more she connects with her and they start actually talking and stuff obviously um be really weird if this movie was just a movie about somebody watching it was really right. quickly turned into a horror movie right. which i thought it was going to for a minute oh, there was with a, the chant yeah. i was like i can't, if this is a midsummer twist in the dark <laughs> i was like i'm gonna turn this movie off right now like don't burn her i don't when, know i don't they know they started going that that, that first chant, note yes that felt and then it then it turned into a song where at the very beginning yeah. and, and we'll talk about how why that's it yeah why there's something about that that's special but why don't you keep talking about but i loved i loved that it, that it was just i don't know like it was just the observation of um this person that she's hired to paint that she you know eventually falls in love with and like the tension that they built up between the two of them mm-hmm. over time slowly over time like you could there's moments like i'm you visibly not visibly you, you can really like feel it you know like the tension there and the passion that they have for each other and they, they can't do anything about. And then all of a sudden they obviously do, but it, they build it up so much that they're making the audience. It was a good, uh, the director was great. Celine, um, what's her name? I don't know if she's, I, I have seen anything else that she's done. It's obviously it's a French film. Um, and I don't watch a whole lot of French films. So. Well, and I, one thing I would say was to that note is this is a French film. Yeah. <laughs> as a as a guy who's watched some French film, yeah. As I'm watching this, I'm like, oh boy, this is a French. Like this feels like a French film. Right. It feels like a French film that I would have watched in the '80s. To be honest, it so, reminded me of movies. Director Celine Schiama, Schiama, Schiama. I don't know how to say. I'm not French. I don't know how to say her last name. Um, but she wrote and directed. Yeah, yeah. you know that you're talking about all of the the looking at each other and the level of intimacy yeah. that they have. And there's also this thing that happens early, The that first portrait, uh, Heloise says, there's nothing inside me. Is this how you see me? There's nothing right. inside me. Yeah. And we slowly, as the film progresses, start to see inside. Yeah. Right. And it comes out through them. And then we see these portraits that aren't the portrait, right? Right. So we have right. the portrait of the lady on fire that we see only in the beginning of the movie, but we see the physical vision that was there of it. Yeah. Right. Which is another one of these turned back images, which we can talk about later. Yeah. And then there's the two little images that are created the small one for. Uh, Marianne and this, and then the one on page twenty-eight for Heloise, mm-hmm. and those are vibrant, much more yeah. intense picture. And even the final portrait 
is still quite beautiful and yeah. full of, I mean, there's more inner life. You can see that distinction. And it is fascinating to me how, you know, this movie talks about bringing how life has to develop in your art. And as we watch this movie, especially yeah. when we get to the end yeah. in that last sequence, listening to the music, how much an actor, we can just look at a person for a while and see right. their inner life. Right. No, yeah, I, I, to I totally agree. Um, yeah, it, it was, you know, I, I found myself thinking about that, like in, you know, how does this relate to the art that we create right now? And like, I'm not a painter, but as a photographer, you know, I often tell my clients, like the better I get to know you, the better I'm going to be able to capture your wedding and like what you know the event that's that's going on the intimate moments in your life the more i can anticipate a moment between, like i know you're close with your dad like the more i can anticipate those moments or with your grandmother i can anticipate the moments that you're going to have because i know how close you are to these people um and like just getting i don't get to know my clients like terribly well like i don't know what mm -hmm. not definitely not as well, well as these well, two well, like, certainly that, that would be an that'd issue be a line you might yeah, want to draw exactly as a um, wedding photographer <laughs> Uh, but like, I still get to, I still get to know them enough to know what makes them stressed and what doesn't. And, uh, I mean, if I didn't get to do that, I wouldn't be as successful as a photographer. Um, and I like to think that people book me because I want to build a relationship with them rather than like just take pictures of them. Um, and the reason that Marion's successful in her painting of Eloise is that she got to know her and like, there's. It, I mean, it's, it goes deeper than just like a picture of somebody like if the way that like we look at, I, th I think of like any portrait ever, right? Let's mm -hmm. just pick like Mona Lisa, for instance. Sure. We have a reaction to the Mona Lisa just because we it's one, it's a famous picture, potentially the most famous painting ever. Um, and we don't know who that subject is. Like, I don't know. Like, personally, I don't know who that is because right. I wasn't alive back then. But um you know, Da Vinci who Da Vinci painted that, correct? So like Da Vinci who sat and painted this portrait has a completely different understanding of who that woman is when he looks at the painting. Well, and we right? know that from, we, but we also have an experience and we know he had the experience because yes. yeah. it's the smile that everyone talks about, right. the enigmatic smile and that the only way for us to be in a place where we can say something is we're not sure of what it is is if there's some life to it that yeah. is about the person themselves. Right. And we can impose on that image whatever we want, but yeah. we're seeing a truth back there. We hear truth mentioned in this a little bit. We're seeing a truth. We're seeing a there. truth. I mean, he's the only one who knows the actual truth. We're right. just uh, projecting our own like subjective truth yep. onto there, right? What we believe or, or we're guessing is the truth. But he's the only one who knows in the same way that when this painting that Marianne painted of this woman who's gonna go live in another man's house and be married to that man, the intimacy intimacy shared between Marianne and his new bride is drastically different than the intimacy that they're gonna share together as it, husband and wife, for right? For sure. Um, and it's a, be kind of weird to get a painting from an ex-lover who like you know what i mean like painting <laughs> no, your yeah like that would be strange um and so yeah i i don't know i just the relationship i love the way they built that up and the way they made me like i'm like come on like just be together already you know like it it got to the point you know they're coming down 
after the fire and we can talk about that fire scene in a minute yeah um let's just start there now actually because that's where it started to actually feel like they were giving it's certainly where marianne thinks too right which isn't true which is fascinating but for us we're in her pov through much of the story and so that's where we see it well and it's funny because like i felt it before then yeah because i think there was a moment they there's shared. certainly tension before there was a then, breath right. they shared when they yeah. went up to the uh when she went up to eloise who was posing for mm-hmm. her and they got close yeah and there was a breath and then she walked away um but we know something very different happening when we're in that fire scene yeah i mean it's just cut back and forth i think it bounces back and forth maybe three or four times between them um Mary and Eloise, Mary and Eloise, and then she's on fire and walking away. Uh, and I think of like, I was thinking of uh, the Kuleshov effect. Have you heard of this? It's um, Hitchcock kind of popularized it a bit, but it was Kuleshov, I think, uh, you know, a, a film theorist um, back in like the early 1900s kind of discussed the idea of we uh, inject whatever emotion onto the shot reverse shot right and the example he gives is the man a man making the same face for three different images and you have the man blankly staring at a woman in a swimsuit and right that's yeah, yeah, lustful yeah. right and then same same image of the man staring at um a, a dead loved one in a coffin and that now you're it's injecting grief. sadness or mm-hmm. grief onto that um and then a man looking at a bowl of soup or or, or cereal or whatever it is and now it's hunger and we're injecting we're you know sorry injecting projecting our feelings of you know the shot reverse shot onto Mm -hmm. those people um and we definitely do that here because all they're all they're giving is just eye contact you know and because of our experience in the Mm -hmm. world we know what those feelings and those glances are right? right um when it's the intensity and, and you yeah. know their intensity of their look in those scenes and, and part of that too plays out because she is on fire yeah and they're staring at they're like eye locked and right. the fire's just burning there and you don't even realize she's on fire at first and then right. all of a sudden uh yeah. and, and it's fascinating and their gaze isn't broken from the fact that she's right burning it takes minute, you know right? someone else to put it out and then the, then that connection takes place yeah and then we're back in the house and then we we see the you know the we see movement we see real movement in relationship yeah. then yeah and then they go down to the beach and it's like they're grabbing one of those arms to help each other get down their face they're pulling each other close into their faces but it's nothing no one's doing anything there's still uh, ten- it's tension just a just massive grows and grows it's just a massive tease for us and for them and then they finally get to the cave the secluded area and they um share a kiss and then she runs back to the house right right and um, you know part of all that too feels like that decision to their you know faces are covered when they get down there they expose themselves to each yeah, other like yeah. there's all this symbolic language through that whole process and then they're you know they're naked in bed and yeah one of the things about this movie right i mean we don't get there first right we before we get naked we don't ever have exploitative erotic no, action no, no. Yeah, right yeah it really is about this romantic relationship kissing the those moments are intense like it's no messing around kissing and it's it's about bodies connected and it is sensual but not vulgarly erotic no it feels like the same way you feel when you look at nude art right like they're looking at a a painting of 
you know, a bunch of nude people in a painting. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't feel sexual. It feels like art in a way. And when we see them together naked in bed and their bodies are exposed, there's something so comfortable and casual about that. Yeah. And they're all in that white fabric. I mean, just yeah, an, an incredibly, I mean, the set, the production design, if you want to oh, use yeah. that language, was really quite lovely. Yeah, well, I was thinking there was, there's got to be something to this room, right, that Marianne moves into in the beginning that is um, all of the furniture is covered in these white mm -hmm. sheets. And slowly the room opens up and becomes more vibrant. And right. there's actually the furniture is actually there and like it's being used and nothing is covered anymore. Um, and like very symbolic to me, I read that as like, this is both of them, especially her, Marianne opening up just herself, her life, her emotions, and um, her passion to this other this other woman in her life. Yeah. Um, we, we and never then she has her. to cover it back up at the end, like it never even happened. Right, yeah, absolutely. So, when, and you see that when the piano gets, or the yeah. harpsichord gets exposed, mm -hmm. you know, slowly but surely, and they, they break out to play the song, and she can't quite remember it, which memory is an issue, and there's something about that that's pretty powerful in yeah. retrospect. I mean, your thought about needing to rewatch this is really true. Yeah. We never see Heloise's room. No. You know, we, yeah, we live in this, yeah. uh, this what, this sort of, what is it, like a greeting space almost. Yeah, she said it was idea. like a reception area, Reception, right? right? Yeah. And there's something about that that's really interesting. Mm -hmm too in in the language of the of the piece well, because it's like a public space mm -hmm. right it's not meant to be a bedroom right or a boudoir or hideaway or right. a secluded area it's like it's a reception area where you'd host guests and people to have drinks and relax by the fire and yeah. hang out and like the fact that their passion is um concluding there right is you know they're not trying to hide it and the, like the whole time I'm like yo Sophie could really just walk in at any time or yeah. like your mom could be back a day early well yeah like, and that last scene that right it's happen. not like not like you're riding a train that is comes in at 525 <laughs> right. right on this thing but you know the the there's that the, when she you know when Marianne walks downstairs and there's the guy there yeah and my first thought is what is is Sophie sleeping with someone again like you're oh no that's not that's not what it is all right that's not where we are um but you know mom's back and suddenly there's urgency and yet when we get back upstairs Heloise does not have urgency yeah you know well uh, she knows the second she leaves that room that it becomes like this is it that's done and you know we just the mom could walk in at any moment like there is some some yeah. interesting tension there yeah well um, and especially because you you know, today it's less, there's less tension. Like if yeah. that took place in present day, but back then, like. Well, and, and she's selling her off to get married so she can right. live in Milan again. So the mom's, you know, so you know the, <laughs> her, the stakes are high for the mom right, right. Uh, in, in, right. in a way that isn't natural to what's happening to the women. Can we, yeah. um, let's talk about, uh, I just, we, cause we need to do it. And I, and I don't want to run out of time. Yeah, go for uh, it. Let's talk about sound. Uh, yeah. I mean, this movie, for all practical purposes, has two bits of music in it, plus the harpsichord. Yeah. Uh, the you know that end symphonic piece, which is a great plant and payoff moment, right? Like yeah. you've, you've only ever heard organ, you'll hear orchestra. Is it different? Yes, it's completely different. Uh, and then we get to watch what happens to Heloise when she hears real music, and then we have that music that is for us a, a gateway into relationship that your 
midsummer tease oh. music <laughs> and that was a strange bit because the, the that first tone is so long it's so 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 long and then you know the rhythm comes it's, in and, and they it's start a creepy to sing tone song. it's because it, it's discordant right right and then it resolves out in, into harmony but it starts out quite discordant but the rest of the movie is without music yeah there's it, an, I, and i thought about that I'm like, there's no soundtrack or score behind any of these they're using the uh, sounds of the ocean and the brush strokes and uh, the clonk of their shoes, right, the, the leaves and rustling the, as they're the walking. The sound right, like, of fire is yeah. is constantly present yeah. when they're inside that house. Yeah. And it is what I want to say about that is it's about for me that's about intimacy. Yeah. So when music becomes something that tells us what we're feeling. Mm-hmm. And we're not allowed to do that here. We're going to watch these folks. We yeah. need to pay attention. Nothing's going to be telegraphed to us. Right. So we have to watch and engage and examine. And like when you talked about how you found yourself examining, it's because one of the big distractors, the emotional guiding distractor of, of music wasn't there. And, yeah. you know, we're, there was so much detailed sound that it was, I mean, some of it's Foley, right? For sure. Oh, certainly. You yeah. Know, th- there's yeah. The sound designer did some work here. So yeah. much work going on there, and like this is one of those places where like I'm the sound mixer needs the pat on the back from yeah. you know yeah. our conversation about mixing versus editing. Not that the editing isn't really good, but it's it really is powerfully done that way. Yeah. It feels like we're in a real world. Yeah, and well, this, yeah. This, I mean, the sound really brings the emotion to a lot of these pieces, like. Uh, you know, the end scene where she gives a hug to the mom and then she hugs uh, Eloise even quicker and it we're cut out of that hug. We don't see her, like, leave that embrace. Really. No, the we see edit her pull just back. slices us right out. Right, before she's oh. completely pulled back, it's like it's a hard cut to clop, 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 clop down the stairs and you can hear the the anger in the walking or the, or the um, you know, I took it as, like, anger, disappointment and, like, this sucks attitude sort yeah. of thing um, before you get the turnaround, which going back to the poetry. Oh yeah. Well, you know, the oh, there's, there's too much to talk about. So it's really funny that like the Orpheus story is a story I care about. Yeah. Part of it's because Jean Cocteau, this French filmmaker and playwright, right. Orpheus is a core idea of his and he writes a, a play about Orpheus and it's a myth I really find fascinating. And you know uh, uh, what is the movie with Robin Williams? Um, that the, the Orpheus? No, no, it's it's the uh, painting one where they're in a painting. Oh. Anyway, it, it's not going to come to me, and it's a Shakespeare line, and that makes me angry. But more important, you know the the um, uh, what dreams may come. Uh-huh, that's, so <laughs> that's what I was, uh, there you go. Yeah. So we you know yeah. that that Orpheus story is really powerful. And once they read the Orpheus story, I groaned, right? I made a noise because <laughs> I started backtracking through the movie and seeing how many times yeah. we saw that image, including that white gowned image that would appear in the doorway right. and then disappear into darkness. And yeah. then, damn it, if at the end of the piece, we I don't know. see that. I mean, what a, at that doorway moment. She right, turns when she back, turn, turn around. And then she shuts yeah. the door and goes to black. Yeah. I mean, you could, I mean, it, it, it does a switch on you, right? Because, like, you're thinking that uh, Eloise is the person who's going to go into the abyss because that's what's been happening this entire time. But really, right. it's the opposite. And Marianne's the one leaving. Marianne's the one who's 
going into that abyss, right? And the other, well, and, and in a way, we it talks about the line that we hear as they're looking at that painting of Orpheus mm-hmm. that Marianne did that she lies about to get in the show, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and the idea of they're both saying goodbye that yeah. that it isn't about Orpheus, it isn't about Eurydice disappearing or Orpheus disappearing. It's about the two of them being separated from right. one another. Right. And that moment gets played out really nicely in the end. Yeah. In, it, that painting, it, yeah. in, yeah. in, in the painting and ultimately in the moment at the door. I mean, yeah. oh, there yeah, is yeah, this yeah. this break yeah. that the two of them are having. There's just, I mean, that scene where they're reading the book, so good. Yeah. It was beautifully done. There's something about Sophie. She becomes a child for them. Right. In a way, it's almost like their husband and wife. And to some extent, they play that yeah. out with costuming. You know, Marianne has that very masculine jacket that she wears mm-hmm. constantly. Yeah. Uh, it, and beautiful jacket. But And, and uh, Heloise is almost always in that softer clothing. Once they strip down, that's not the case. But, right. but <laughs> right, you right, know, right. but but because they're, they're those costumes are soft and, and similar and, yeah. and all of that. Um, but there is this sort of mother, father, or parent yeah. child imagery that was really interesting with Sophie. And we get that, you know, that moment when uh, uh, Marion gets her period and then we learn of the pregnancy right. that Sophie has. And then we go through an extraordinary amount of abortion technique. Um, yeah, that running on the beach. I was like, what is this? Is this some kind of, is this an abortion old school Technique there was here some that, technique like, going on there, run right? A lot and it's going to jumble everything. Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, it w- like, seemed like it was a whole pile of things you had to do. Yeah, like there's a big checklist run. of things. And she certainly got that list of things that you should try from this herbologist or whoever this person at is. the fire, right? At the, at the fi- feast. At the feast. The yeah. feast they kept calling it, right? Um, um, you well, know, and, and, oh, you're still pregnant. Come back in two days, and we'll just do the thing. Uh, but try all of these things before we actually do like the worst possible thing that we could which we get and to see I'll, I'll let i'll you know when we do it i will put you on my bed and my baby will be hanging next to you so uh, you can regret everything you're doing talk about talk about <laughs> such a well-crafted scene you have these you have the who is essentially we believe the stronger of the couple right so yeah. marianne who's like marianne. sort of a stronger figure right. in some ways for us not as, like not as emotional um, right um, right is unable to watch this abortion taking place yeah and heloise it demands that she watch with her mm-hmm. and and they they're beautiful together and so different and in and then we and and that when she says to watch i'm like wait i understand what she's doing right she's but it isn't what i thought because she it's about remembering the image right yeah and then the woman who we don't get a clear shot of in any real way in that moment begins this whatever horrible thing was going on with yeah. that black gunk she made and it, what yeah. appeared to be a giant spoon. I don't know what was going on. That's I'm just gonna, I'll do some I, research I was, later. Was, I was cringing a bit when that happened, that scene. And then we watch but that Sophie's reaction. And we and what, as she's laying down next to the baby, I'm like, oh, and you made a noise. I'm like, yeah. oh, this sucks. Yeah. And, and I'm like, but that's all they're gonna do. No, we sit in that shot and we watch her suffer and we watch that baby tend to her, right? She yeah. comforts her. And then we watch her go to tears. It was yeah, and it goes it really goes really amazing. It, it goes from like behind to the side of Sophie to 
directly over her. top yeah. of Sophie, and the baby's like grabbing onto her fingers and her hand, playing and like with her face, laughing with like laughing while her child is being ripped out of her. And all I'm thinking about is like Sophie has to be thinking like this. This is what I'm gonna be missing now. Right. This is who I and could. I mean, it was so much. Yeah. And you know, we get that overhead shot. And we uh, those overhead shots are about these intimacies between yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we sit in that shot for so long, and that's a that's brave. And of course, again, we're without soundtrack. Yeah. So the experience is all it's about an actor's emotion, yeah. right? It's and actor's tears. emotion, baby noise, and the whatever sound that spoon was, or whatever it was. I don't even know what that thing was. Don't know. Uh, it, it was, was horrible. Gross, we're, and don't look it up. No, we no, do not, not need to look that up. Um, there's something about. Uh, color and i don't know how this relates but the red dress that marianne wore mm-hmm. and the blue dress that um heloise wore and i don't know what those mean ultimately together but later on in present day we see marianne like only in like a blackish colored dress right like she's i don't i don't know when if, she's at the when, when she's, she's at the art show when she's in um She's teaching her students to paint. I think I, she's in like black, right? Uh, she's in dar- dark. dark. I thought color. it was blue, but but Maybe it could be. It's dark. It's right for sure and subdued, right? Yeah, definitively. And subdued. was she wearing a, this, a similar dark color at the art show as she well? She was wearing a bright blue okay. sort of top. I can't remember. It was a fascinating design. That was yeah. an interesting design. Well, and then we get and then we see the picture of Heloise, and of course she's in white, right? Yeah, right. Uh, with this baby, her own child. Yeah. Um, there was a lot there. That was a lot of emotion. And uh, with the book that was trying to page 28. 28, right? Yeah, I love that. It, such, and such a great resolution because mm-hmm. what we keep getting to see, and this is this thing the movie does so well, is we we get to watch actors move through emotions. Yeah. So instead of watching an actor have an emotion, we watch them experience a, a spectrum of emotion yeah. Yeah. from... Oh, from I'm going to see her mm. to, oh, no, I'm seeing what the truth of her relationship is yeah. to I see 28 right. and I know she loves me or she remembers, she remembers me. me. Yeah. You know, right. wh- wh- whatever language you want to use for that. And we do that over and over again where we get to watch them yeah. s- wander through emotional states. And we just don't get to do that much in cinema. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is another film that the director's voice is clearly on throughout the entire film like she's in control of mm-hmm. you know there's no it doesn't feel like a studio is in charge of this like they've left <laughs> it up to the artist to, to the paint studio would movie, have right? this sucker down to 25 minutes yeah this would be a short film for yeah warner brothers well for uh, warner brothers there would have been a big explosion at the end yeah right right like, or, and that, there would have been a lot more nudity a lot a um, lot more yeah there you go so <laughs> yeah, and you you talk about um, you know actors working through emotion, and like we clearly see that in the very last shot, and the camera kind of moves across the auditorium uh, to Eloise sitting on the other side, right, and hearing the orchestra that she hadn't gotten to hear yet, the song that Marianne tried to play for her on the uh. harpsichord, and you can see her move from like no tears to full on like you can see multiple uh, tears just running down her face down. and she's breathing and something that I noticed was that the camera felt attached to her body movement yeah. and so you're moving with her breathing mm-hmm. and and so you're connect you're still connected with her because we're in Marianne's POV this entire time exactly and so you're connected with her in the same way that Marianne is 
emotionally connected with her still mm -hmm. through this music that is moving throughout her body right um and you see the tears and then the song ends and it's yeah and, and there's some like, joy right there's this yeah. little bit of joy like discovery remembering there's so many things going on yeah um and i, I was just i mean i can only impressed. imagine the direction that was given of like like let's talk about what you're feeling throughout this this scene and you're you're feeling the sadness and sorrow and grief but also the joy and warmth and love and um like back and then back to like the fights and like the hard times you had and like the good times mm -hmm. you had and then just the memory of you know there's a lot that she went through um that you're that you can feel when she's you know listening to this music yeah it's a it's a truly beautiful love affair right yeah like the this and you know it being to women also neutralizes for us some of the gender role mm -hmm. that we would normally impose on this to give people authority or power or whatever and right. it lets us look at what love relationship is like yeah like like uh, this can be read as a story about you know a lesbian relationship right but i think it's just as easily read as a story of what relationship is and using the lesbian relationship to strip away some of the gender conformity we have yeah so we can just watch two people right dealing with this love issue yeah because it is the controversy here isn't that they're two women right the problem is that she's going that she's leaving leaving that she's, and she's, she's going married, away right? yeah and, and that's discussed right like if i if I, Marianne speaking here, like if, if, if I paint this for you and I continue painting this, then yeah. I'm sending you to, to that person. So I'd rather not paint it. I'd rather not do this because that means that you get to stay and I get to continue working on this or you just don't go to him and you're still yeah, available to that me. great moment when they're breaking apart just before their the moment on the beach where yeah. Marianne runs down to her when she discovers that mm -hmm. the mom's coming back and she grabs her in the beautiful moment on the beach uh, you yeah. know that yeah. that break is all about who has to make the hard choice yeah and Marianne in the end is wants Heloise to have to make the hard choice yeah and she can't, right? And right. she's trapped. And so she becomes as much an enemy in those few moments. And then, of course, that washes away. Yeah. But um, the, it was just, I just thought it was so well-crafted from a directorial, from like, an, um, we, we've been talking about some filmmaking things, but the yeah. acting, first of all, the acting's great, right? Yeah, But the absolutely. direction of that acting is equally as powerful yeah. and palpable on the scene. Like you can really absolutely. see it. Is there anything about the uh, the bathing that was brought up by Eloise twice on the beach, right? Like she wanted to go into the water twice. She didn't do it the first time. And she found out that that day was supposedly going to be Marianne's last day. And right. she said, I'm going to bathe then. Right. Um, did that, did anything, I didn't understand that fully. I don't so know if you're. I, I'm taking a guess again. This is yeah, one viewing. Right. There's a couple things I want to say about bathing then. First is we open the movie with Marianne diving into the water to rescue the painting, right? Right. Or right, the right. canvases. The canvases, yeah. Right, not the painting, the canvases. And she's wet and the canvases are wet and they both dry by the fire. Mm -hmm. um, and that to me was a terrifying what an amazing moment. Image too, oh boy. By the fire there. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. Two yeah. empty canvases. The fact that there's two canvases is a tease for us too, although you don't know you it don't then. Know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's important there too. Uh, but you know we and only two and only two. She couldn't do this. She a third could not time. do a third time. 
the, you know, we, but she's, she dives in, she's wet, she comes up, she's, yeah. she, you know, she's cold. It, she did not, she did it to rescue something. Right. And then of course she's crapped on. Yeah. You know, go climb the hill and walk to the house. Right. The what? Guy leaves the thing oh, by that the guy, rocks. what a, like, that guy is awful. a complete penis. Yeah. And, uh, but on then on the other, other, other end of the spectrum, that idea of bathing is about, I don't know if I can swim or not. I'm just going to go do this thing. It's about risk taking for yourself. Right. It feels to me like mm. the bathing was an image about whether or not she could take the risk and if she could learn about herself. And that risk then is something that she does with Marianne. Like Heloise makes the, right. takes the same kind of risk to open up and, and et cetera with, with, uh, with her portrait artist. And to me, that's part of it. For me, water's always about some kind of cleansing moment. Right, 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 right. But there was a strong sense that we had this potential suicide in the background. Yeah. And I think from Marianne's standpoint, watching her go into that water is a decision about whether or not she's coming back out. Yeah. You know, uh, the, well, and a cleansing of what your sister did, right? Mm -hmm, like, is, exactly. Like if she blames herself or, or whatever it is, we don't get a whole lot into that. And certainly she's pissed about her sister forcing her to leave the convent and yeah. get married. Right, because Eloise now has to pick up the pieces that her sister left, right? This may be, it may have been her sister who would have been moving to Milan instead of her. It, well, it would have been. Her sister, you know. her mom had sold her to this guy. Right, right. You know, I love the fact that like you have to send this portrait, Yeah. you know, as a calling card so right. you can get to move in with this guy who's gonna you know make babies with you and you, your mom is wants to do it so she can go back to Milan and live when they switched into Italian I was like uh -huh. oh this lady is awful yeah like oh you're Italian oh I understand what's happening now <laughs> this is awful yeah and uh and so I, I think you're right I think cleansing certainly part of it yeah yeah it's salt water it's rough water right. we I mean that entry Point as we're coming in in that boat where the camera's locked on Marianne. I mean, we're just jumping all around here. The camera's locked on Marianne, and we are the boat is bouncing, bouncing. around the water. Yeah. That was absolutely incredible. Yeah. You know, you said, did that fall out of the boat? And it's because she turns around. Yeah, for a moment. And, and we literally are with her so tight with that camera. Yeah that we experience what she experiences, seeing it floating like all away. All of a sudden it's gone. It's, I, you don't even hear a splash. You don't even hear a splash. And that's why I asked, I was like, did this fall out of the boat or this, is this another, like I just didn't get it. But and again, then, it's like her perspective. Yeah, it's this, so in there with this her idea. Her. And that's why when sound becomes intimate, if you're the artist, you're so intimate with the physicality, your senses are so intent. Yeah. I mean, watching Marianne paint was super cool. Yeah. The intensity of that actress's work. Yeah. And, that means that she's seeing and hearing the detail. Yeah. But she's seeing and hearing the detail what she's focused on. Right. And so she misses that in the beginning and you know the water's rocking around and it does not feel like a great beach to go swimming in. <laughs> uh, yeah, the water's pretty rough, right? And yeah, I mean I, you know, I think you're right that it's you know, I think about I think about the the bathing, right? And it's specifically the word bathe and not right. swim because they use Absolutely. the word swim. Can you swim? Can you swim? No, but she this can is the word bathe, bathe, right? Um, and to bathe, you have to strip down and become exposed and vulnerable. Yep. And she decides to do this on Marianne's last day as if it was like, I'm going to do this now because you're leaving. And I wish I did this earlier. Yeah. But I will regret if I don't do this. So I'm just going to go do it. And that opening up, you know, like you said, comes back when 
she decides when Marianne decides, okay, I'm going to stay and do, do another portrait. And Eloise has already opened up. She's already become vulnerable. She's already mm-hmm. bathed. She's already been uh, exposed herself to Marianne, non-sexually, obviously, yeah, yeah, right yeah. at that point. But, uh, you know, now she's opened up. So now she can sit for this painting and now she can become intimate with with Marianne. Well, uh, and that idea of betrayal, too. You know, you on the beach, you say, oh, incidentally, I've been lying to you this entire time yeah. I'm here. And now I'm going to leave you. I was your friend. Yeah. I'm not even your friend. And off she goes to bathe, and that, you know, it could be the end. And then we go look at that portrait, and she tears that thing she up. smears it, yeah. You know, and, she, you know, Heloise tears it up verbally, yeah. and uh, Marianne destroys it physically. physically yeah. And in the old portrait, which she destroys in another really spectacular moment, right. uh, in the old portrait, uh, the face never gets painted, right? right? In the new portrait, the face gets destroyed. It's just a really interesting choice. Yeah, I was really worried this movie was going to take me on a predictable ride of mm-hmm. I'm painting you and you're not going to know until you know the last right, 45 right, minutes right. and we're going to have a falling out and then there's going to be a friendship that comes back together in the climax. And I was really worried that's where this was going to go. And at the halfway mark, they decided not to do that. And I was very thrilled that the betrayal didn't actually really become a betrayal and it became a confession Right, Rather, well done, well said. Yeah, like I just, I was very worried that this was going to be a predictable film, and it wasn't for me. So. No, and 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 in fact, it, it through the whole thing, it, it remains full of surprises yeah. and full of inventive moments. Just like when we reenact the abortion act in front of the fire, right. and she right. asks her to paint it, yeah, or or draw it, and you know. Heloise decides to do that action and we realize why she wanted her to look before and what's going on and why we need yeah. to do this because yeah. this is a thing about women and what it means to be, you know, in this situation and to feel this pain and there's so much going on there. Yeah. And, you know, Sophie laying down and reenacting that. Right. There's, it's so much to watch and we get to watch it. Yeah. Nothing is rushed. Yeah, um, but everything the, takes its time in this. Right, film. but yeah. it it doesn't feel like the pace is on its heels, Mm-mm. right? Like where you know you don't feel it being pulled back. You just feel the ability to take your right. time and examine the imagery. The room, de- uh, the room, the movie. Like I, I'm allowed to breathe with the film. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the film has this inhale exhale quality to it. Um, uh, yeah, I just love that. Uh, you know, it, it made me think of another film, and I don't know if you've seen Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's two guys, it's two women, but the the way, I mean, the films are drastically different. Sure. The concept is similar, um, and I loved Call Me By Your Name, mm-hmm. and I loved this movie, uh, and I think both 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 films are making a really important statement on what love is regardless of gender because you could easily substitute um a, a male female relationship into either of those movies and it would ju- it would be just as powerful you know it's not about same sex it's about just love in general and and, it, and, and relationships the person you're with, and what it means, the yeah. you're with yeah uh, and intimacy and all of that and so um, if you guys have seen Portrait of a Lady on Fire and haven't seen Call Me By Your Name, go see Call Me By Your Name. I would definitely recommend mm-hmm. that. Um, but that was the movie that came to mind while we were watching this for me. Um, and I realized I'm like, I need to go <laughs> back and watch that movie because that was really, really good movie. So 
Um, do you want to rate this thing? Yeah, let's, ra- let's wrap, of, up. Uh, um, wrap up. Let's wrap up. Yeah, I, I, I just can't let us go without saying that although we did not have the best image we could have had on the television, yeah, uh, the big television, so it's not like we're watching it on like a no, 12-inch right, screen. this is like a 60-inch TV. Uh, so. th- what I will say that those, if you watch this film, the framing of image after image, it's just crucial to take your time and look at it. Yeah. So I can't, exp- I mean, I'm, we're, we fawned about that at the beginning. Just want to reiterate at the end that over and over again, I felt like I was yeah. watching paintings and I, it does feel astoundingly French that wh- whenever Heloise appears in that sort of ghostly yeah, white, yeah. reminded me of Jean Cocteau, straight up reminded me of Jean Cocteau's filmmaking. And he, I mean, he's a uh, surrealist slash right. post-surrealist, whatever. And, <laughs> uh, you know, originally a Dadaist, it just felt all, it felt so much like that. So yeah, so let's rate now, let's, let's do that. Yeah, so I mean, I really enjoyed it on a TV. Definitely would have enjoyed it more in a theater. I, think, um, I agree completely. I, honestly, I may look up if this is going to come locally to a AMC or wherever we normally wherever are going, we can see this thing because I will go see this in theaters if yep. it's if it's running. I know that the, I mean we're watching this before Valentine's Day, right? Mm-hmm. It's the what the twelfth today or thirteenth today, um, and uh, it's supposed to wide release on Valentine's Day weekend. Uh, so we'll see. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be playing around us but i would definitely suggest seeing this in theaters if you can if not if it's not showing near you definitely catch it on uh, streaming or something like that but go see it absolutely yeah and i and i would say too it's funny for me to say this but this is i'm going to revert anti what michael yates said in the last piece this is a one to see it in the evening i think this is one you want to yeah. come out of the theater in the dark yeah you, but more importantly for me in the theater this sound design i can't um, i yeah it must be extraordinary with us yeah, full surround sound. A surround and sound Hearing system. all of that. Hearing yeah. all of that sound and being that inside their relationship because yeah. the sound really brings you inside their world. And for us, as good as your sound system is, we're still quite... <laughs> it's just a single sound bar. It's, ju- so it's, it's coming not, from one yeah, direction, right? right. And, and we being able to be in the middle of that in those moments of visual intimacy, those tight close-ups you're the wide shots where the sound is intimate or you know yeah. catching person's eyes that last final moment crossing the um the auditorium right. as we approach Eloise with that music playing in a big space i, I mean it must just be extraordinary yeah. to watch so yeah. i would say definitively go see this in a theater and if i find it wide released i'm going to go yeah. do that Definitely. you know uh we'll we can see it first and then go see something else and do the review after or that and have right, a long, right. a long viewing. But I mean, I just think that's, that's the point. I, but I would say this, if you missed it in the theater because it didn't come to your area, I mean, I have a friend who lives in Wyoming right, right. who will <laughs> never get this at one of his local, like his local two screen theater. Right. Um, this is one to watch. So watch it, like yeah. take the time to watch it. It's a, an amazing piece of craftsmanship. Look, and we're coming off the heels of the Academy Awards here. And I mean, a Korean film just won Best Picture, you know, the first non-English film, non-English primary speaking film to ever win Best Picture. Uh, there's a lot of good movies out there, guys, and there's a lot of good movies that are international film, foreign language film. Uh, so, 
you know, Bong Joon-ho, who won Best Director and uh, Best Picture for Parasite, uh, you know, a few weekends ago at, at the Academy Awards, uh, you know, he said back in the Golden Globes, like, once you can get over the one-inch barrier of subtitles, your world will be opened up to so many more amazing films. And this is one of those. This is one of those films. So don't be scared off because it's in French and you have to read. Like, seriously, you will start hearing their voices in English as it's you're the reading these words. So... Yeah, and and yeah. this this is a film of sparse conversation. Yeah. There aren't paragraphs of no. conversation, and as a result, it's quite easy to follow mm. with the subtitles. You know what? what, what I wanted this. What, uh, if we reviewed it, we did review it. We we've done it. it. Let yeah, me yeah, just yeah. say this too. I <laughs> want to talk about the trailer really briefly as we wrap up. Yeah, go for I it. I wanted to do it at the end of this. The trailer pisses me off for this movie, right? Because the trailer is all full of music. Huh. The trailer is. It telegraphs all of this stuff. I can remember all of these images from the trailer. I kept seeing mm. images on the screen, and often I can't do that, right? Like right. some portion of it. Like when we see Fast Nine, I'm, <laughs> there's things I'm going to remember from the trailer, but yeah, not yeah, every yeah. image. Right. Here, these images, you know, I'm saying, wow, that's that late in the film. That's what they used, but they imbued it with so much emotion. And what I want to say is this that that was cheap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If it got people into the theaters or it gets people in the theaters, good. But that cheapens it. Mm-hmm. Knowing what it's like without sound, having heard it with artificially overlaid sound in a yeah. trailer really lets me understand the directed nature of the sound change. And so if you've seen the trailer, the trailer misrepresents the way the film feels. Right. It really is quite different. And I'm going to say this in the spoiler-free probably too. Uh, and and so just just have that sensibility where we, yeah. we've been fooled by trailers before. Yeah, oh yeah. Here the trail the trailer is distinctly aesthetically different. Right. Than the movie is. Right. So just wanted to mention that. Cool. All well, right. Good. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Racking Focus podcast. We'd love for you to connect with us in multiple places. The first is social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. You can find those social channels on our website, rackingfocuspodcast.com. And the second is on this movie app called Letterboxd. Uh, You can find our links uh, to our profiles there in the show notes of this episode. We'd love to connect with you on there. We're posting some uh, really brief, short reviews of each movie that we're seeing. And you can kind of get an idea of John's taste in movies versus my taste in movies. And you can connect with us there. So we'd love to see you over there on that app. Yeah, you can certainly see a longer span of our film yeah. uh, interest as well so over time you have the opportunity to sort of as we're building our catalog you can see the kind of movies we like and that may help inform what you're hearing from us here um, i also want to mention that i was a guest on movie movie uh or i like to movie movie uh talking about the movie <laughs> car wash and that's out you should go check that out josiah will be a guest on that later and we're going to have garrett and dan on our show at some later date They're going to jam them into a car after a movie, which is uncharacteristic for them. And we'll see how things work out. So uh, we're making friends. But that means, too, you if you're going to go hunt for them, go find our channel and review us. Give us five stars. Write a detailed and even, you know, hypercritical review, as Heloise (laughs) did of the original painting. Um, uh, And and let us know what you think so we can both better the work we're doing and uh, get some more people to listen because we just want to continue to add listenership. We love doing this and we know it has some value. Well, anything else to add, John? Nope, that's it. Great. Well, thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Racking Focus Podcast.